The World Economic Forum kicks off against the backdrop of a challenging global economic picture. From over 1,200 cities and 130 countries, we bring you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the Financial News, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. The World Economic Forum gathering in Davos has opened against its most complicated geopolitical backdrop to date. A challenging global economic picture with shifting interest rate policies and rising debt also confronts the central bankers, financiers and business leaders attending. Klaus Martin Schwab, founder of the World Economic Forum, in this episode outlines the importance of the forum in setting the stage to navigate the challenging global economic picture. Today, we stand really at a unique juncture in human history, facing challenges that are as diverse as they are profound. The special role of the World Economic Forum is not to look just at one single issue. It is a place where at the beginning of the year, we come together to analyze the state of the world in a systemic and strategic way, and hopefully to find common ground to generate positive impact. Geopolitically, our world, as my friend and colleague said, Berge Brende, geopolitically, our world is more interconnected, yet paradoxically, more divided and fragmented than ever. Economically, we grapple with sluggish growth. The very fabric of our societies is inclusiveness, which is in doubt. Environmentally, we confront the relentless challenges of climate change, a threat to our planet's delicate balance. And technologically, we navigate uncharted waters where innovation offers boundless opportunities, but also unprecedented risks. Those deeply transformative challenges, which are actually the cornerstone of our program, lead to uncertainty, generalized fear, and pessimism. They force us into a mode of short-term crisis management at the detriment of long-term strategic and sustainable solutions. This reactionary approach undermines our collective faith in the future, at the and here we losing the face of our future, we risk to become much more ego-centered and on a, nas- on a national and individual level. To break this cycle, we need a paradigm shift. We must rebuild trust, and that's actually the theme of our meeting. We have to rebuild trust, trust in our future, trust in our capacity to overcome challenges, and most importantly, trust in each other. Trust is not just a feeling. Trust is a commitment to action, to belief, to hope. To achieve this, we must rediscover and embrace the narrative that has driven humanity since its inception, acting as trustees for a better future. This narrative is about, isn't about short-term gains or individual successes. It is about stewardship, about preserving and enhancing our world for current and future generation. It is about understanding that our actions today have far-reaching consequences tomorrow. 
And a quick look at the market. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. Nigerian stock surged over 3% to touch a new peak of 87,532 on Tuesday, extending gains for the fourth straight session propelled by banking and consumer goods shares. Notably, Nigeria's five largest banks, including FastBank, Access Bank, UBA, Guarantee Trust Bank, and Zeninth, have each recently achieved a market capitalization of at least 1 trillion naira on the Nigeria Stock Exchange. Investors are increasingly drawn to Nigerian banks, attracted by substantial profits stemming from the devaluation of the naira. Additionally, local institutional investors, including pension funds, are strategically increasing their investments in equities to bolster income, taking advantage of the positive returns that equities offer relative to inflation. Nigeria's headline inflation climbed to a near three-year decade high of 28.9% in December. In Kenya, the shilling has officially crossed 160 unit points per US dollar, the lowest level on record on Monday. The Central Bank of Kenya quoted the local currency trading at 160.23 units against the greenback, compared to 159.85 end of last week. The shilling has been falling against major international currencies since 2020, an aspect the Apex Bank blames on its overvaluation. The depreciation of the shilling has contributed to the high cost of living currently witnessed in the country as importers pass the extra bill to consumers. And a quick trip around Africa. British energy major Shell has agreed to sell its Nigerian offshore oil and gas subsidiary in Nigeria to a consortium of five mostly local companies for up to $2.4 billion after nearly a century of operations there. Active in the West African country since 1930s, Shell has struggled for years with hundreds of oil spills at its onshore operations as a result of theft, sabotage and operational issues that led to costly repairs and high-profile lawsuits. It has sought to sell its Nigerian oil and gas business since 2021, but will remain active in Nigeria's more lucrative and less problematic offshore sector. Shell will sell the Shell Petroleum Development Company of Nigeria for a consideration of $1.3 billion, it said in a statement, while the buyers will make an additional payment of up to $1.1 billion relating to prior receivables at completion. Renaissance comprises ND Western, Aradel Energy, Fast ENP, Walter Smith, all local oil exploration and production companies, and Petrolin, a Swiss-based trading and investment company. Shell's CSPD Limited operates and has a 30% stake in the CSPD joint venture that holds 18 onshore and shallow water mining licenses. SPDC will remain the operator. Other partners in the joint venture are the state's national Nigerian National Petroleum Corporation, which holds 55%. Total Energies with 10% and Italy's Eni with 5%. Apart from its operations and stakes in several fields deep offshore, Shell also still has a liquefied natural gas plant and other assets in Nigeria. The Maputo Port Development Company says the port of Maputo has achieved a record volume of 31.2 million tons in 2023, up 16% on the previous year. The MPDC is a public-private partnership between the state-owned Mozambican Railway Corporation and the Portus Indico. DP World and local company Mozambique Gesto. The record volumes at Maputo come as South Africa state-owned Transnet Group battles inefficiencies at its own ports and on its railways. Of the 31.2 million tons handled at Maputo, about 25 million tons were made up of various ores including chromium, ferrochrome, magnetite, coal, phosphate, vanadium, titanium, copper, vermiculite, among others. 
Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. If you have suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit our website, that is thekfinancial.com, and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial, and you can find me at Withadone. <laughs>